Hey, it's Mai here again. I hope you are looking forward to the weekend. I am currently in Thailand, so it is a Saturday morning for me, while it is a Friday night for my Americans listener. Uh, before we get started, I wanted to give a huge shout out to Anna. She's one of our listener. Hi, Anna. Um, and she DM'd me the other day and asked if I could do like an episode about my own journey into long drive. Including things like programs, last training, equipments, and such. So that's what we'll be getting into today. And I really appreciate this. You know, um, it really helps me want to share my experience. So, if you are listening, message me on any of my platform and let's connect. Let's be friend. All right, that's all for now. Let's get started. All right, I am back. Um, let's first start with me telling you a little bit about myself, and also like this episode, I am just gonna talk uh, without editing anything. So, excuse my mistakes. <laughs> okay, so the first, um, how did I get into long drive? That's a great question. So, I've been playing golf since I was twelve, and no, like eight. But I came to America when I was twelve, and I was put in like a golf academy. So from there, I've been playing serious golf ever since. And then I graduated from high school down in Florida with the golf academy, um, in which I still go to school. It's like half day of school and then half day of golf, and then you have fitness and then you do your homework. That's basically our routine every day. Um, but anyway, after I graduated from high school down in Florida, I went to Auburn University, uh, in which I played golf for the team um, for two years before transferring to Wake Forest University, and played there for my junior and my senior year there. During my time at the university, um, I wanted to play professionally, especially in my freshman and my sophomore year. You know. Um, but then, as time creeps on to my junior and my senior year, um, it it kind of sh- I don't know. It kind of shows that I don't have what it takes to play professionally. To be honest with you, um, I'm, I mean, I practiced so hard, and the, the result never came. Um, and it was like the mental aspect just never comes together. And you know, like I I know most of you understand how mental game if is the golf game. And at that point, I didn't enjoy the game as much anymore. Like I would get so anxious and nervous about playing just around a golf. Like I didn't want to be out there, um, you know. And surrounding myself around like great players. Like I've been on the team um, with Jennifer Cupcho, um, with uh, Cameron Young, with uh, Eugenio. You know, all of the all. Of Those players who are now playing at the highest stage of golf, and I, I like, through my own eyes, I, I can see that I would not enjoy playing at that high level of golf, and my mind just—it's not like them. They're just—they're unlike human mind. I'd say those athletes are are very special, and yeah. So I decided not to continue. So with that realization, I um, after graduated from Wake Forest, I took an internship that 
and I decided to quit golf. Like I took an internship that has nothing to do with golf. Um, but then COVID year hit, <laughs> the first year of COVID hits, uh, which that kind of stopped the internship as well as the world. And I was stuck. Well, it wasn't like stuck, but I was at Wake Forest. And during that year, there was no student. So then I kind of just stayed with my coach, a coach, uh, Wake Forest coach, and stayed with her. And and we took this this beach trip, actually, where we just went on a vacation and we were on the boat. And then they started a conversation asking me if I ever heard of a sport called long drive. And I was like, uh, no, like, what is it? And they just explained to me that it's like, you just hit the driver as long as possible. Um, so from there, that moment, um, it just kind of got me uh, interest into the sport. And from there, um, my Wake Forest coach and her husband kind of helps me uh, got into the game and we started training. I was one of the very few people at Wake Forest, so I just utilized that facility to hit golf balls and mostly drivers. And um, I trained a lot, like, fitness-wise. Uh, my His name's John, my coach's husband. His name's John. He put me on this, like, fitness regimen where... Because his, his son does baseball, so I was kind of put in um, in that... Uh, schedule training where I lift heavy I do sprints I do all kinds of stuff during that year I'll get more into fitness later on but um, yeah that's how I got into long drive and then from there we knew that like we knew the one thing we're missing is a long drive equipment um, in which long drive does can get you that upper edge of hitting it further for sure. Um, and so a long drive is 48 inches while a normal drive is around 45. And those three inches, um, is, it's a big difference. It doesn't sound like a lot, but once you grab a long driver and you try to swing it, it's very different, especially now how, how of like the shaft is very whippy. It's very tough to time it. Um, but anyway, that's the one thing we were missing. And so from there, my John, he knew someone who might know someone who's in long drive. So then from there, I reached out to that person and I ended up at a guy named Bobby Peterson. Um, and remember this name because he's going to come up a lot. So Bobby is a long drive, well, used to be a long drive professional, but now he teaches um, like long drive athletes um and he's he was on one of my episodes because he is now my long drive coach um but back then like i just knew bobby as a person nothing else and i knew he had the club so then and so then i went to see him because i was in north carolina wake forest is in north carolina and he lives in north carolina so I basically just took a trip, a day trip, and go and see what he has to say. Um, in which, at that time, my only expectation was to get the club. 
and nothing else, you know. So I went and spent a day and yeah, I couldn't really remember much to be honest with you. It wasn't anything like wow. Um but then I came back to John um and we talked about what Bobby said and all and and yeah. and at that time like John was my coach, so I talked to him and and it was great i mean what bobby was saying about my swing was exactly what we we were like working on so i keep my head down and work hard and it was covid year so it's perfect there was no one at the facility at wayforce facility and so i train half day train in the gym half of the day and then the second half of the day would would either be like the another session of a gym or I would go and hit and I do that like almost every day of the week for I don't know like almost I'm six months at, at least you know so it was a lot of training for a sport that I've I was new to and there was no like potentially of any money at that time but um, at that time, Golf Channel was like supporting and sponsoring events that have huge payout. Um, not anymore. Um, now we have uh, a professional long drive association, PLDA. But anyway, after that first wave of COVID, the whole world was like shut down, you know. Um, and also, by the way, I realize that I say um a lot, so I'll stop. I'll try to do my best not to. But yeah, so that first round of COVID came and the whole world shut down. So I was stuck at wake. And then my my visa too, by the way, I'm not American, so I can't stay in America like forever. And I only have one year to stay after my graduation. So then I trained for long drive. Then I went back home um, in probably August of 20, what, 19, 20? I don't remember. But I went back home and continued to train, even though it wasn't like a full-time thing. I was just doing it, like workout for an hour here and there because I do need to work too, you know? Though at that point, like, I didn't know when I was going to come back to America. Because, I mean, what's the point, right? Just come to America, compete in a tournament where there was barely any earning. Because at that point, Golf Channel sold off Long Drive. So it wasn't even on their program anymore to cut their losses. But fortunately, PLDA took over. And that was probably, like... So PLDA is pretty new. So that was when it was probably their first year. And and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But I was in Thailand working and all. Until I got a phone call. A phone call for a job offer to work in Boston. And I'm like, oh my god, yeah, that sounds awesome. you know. And it was golf related too. So I was excited because I was out of golf for a long time. Even though I was training for quote, like long drive. But I was just at the gym working hard, you know. Um, but anyway, from that call on, I was trying every way to figure it out a way to to come back to America with the visa situation, because as as an international, it's it's very tough to go and stay in America for long. 
matter of fact, that phone call was probably a year and a half um, since like today, and I still haven't got like a long term visa. I've gone through two attorneys and a lot of money and time, and it's still a weighing game, and and that's pretty normal to come and work in America. Just so the Americans know that that it's pretty difficult for us to get over there. So from that point, like I wasn't much of in contact with John anymore. You know, the my coach uh, from Wake Forest. I was more with Bobby now because it was like he has a facility down in North Carolina where I could just go and stay at his house and practice and all. So it was a lot more convenient, and yeah. So that's how I ended up with Bobby. And we started training then. About the training, let me get into it a little bit. So basically, the first thing um, that Bobby, like what he does, is he watches you hit. He doesn't really like get into super technical, but he does have a drill where you can do it without golf clubs. You know, like slow motion, close eyes, like very much feel the position. Um, but he doesn't really get into like oh put like put your hands here, put your hip here and stuff. He likes to have you express your own characteristic of your swing, and from there, he tries to maximize or optimize uh, the movement. Yes, and so with the training, we do a lot of hitting a lot of golf balls for speed because how are you gonna get your speed up if you never hit a golf ball you know like Bobby always said like going to the gym is great but the best way to get your speed up is to swing it faster for a longer periods of time to bring that threshold you know up and essentially uh, we we me and Bobby agrees that there's no secret to long drive. You know, there's always. Have Have you ever seen like all these gadgets and training aids to help you swing it faster, like super speed sticks and all? Like those are I fine. I guess I don't use them. Uh, but I do think that the best way to swing it faster is just to swing your driver faster for a longer period of time and and kind of push yourself the intensity. You know. Push yourself and increase that intensity to swing it fast. And at OSPS One Stop Power Shop, that by the way, that's where Bobby is. It's in North Carolina, and it's a driving range with like indoor facility. Uh, you can hit inside or outside. There's spotlights, so you can hit at night. And and yeah, so he provide that with every one of his players. And anyone can come in and out. Like I've been there a few times, and Kyle Berkshire would stop by. I actually I've seen Kyle like every time I I've been there, and then I've seen Cohen a couple time, and then Kanani. Um, you know those. I mean those people are great, and they help pushes you like me because I once I place myself within an environment of people trying to get better. I I believe that's the best way to get better. So yeah, that's the a little into what training looks like and the group of people you'll be hanging around if you come to OSPS. 
And before we move on to talk about like fitness training and, and more into competition, let me loop back a little bit to the equipment part. I forgot to mention. So with the equipment, uh, let's first talk about what brand that most of the long drive player uses. Most of the players that I've seen uses Callaway. Right now, uh, Kyle Berkshire is using uh, Cobra. There is still crank driver head, I believe. And it's it's not really a normal driver head, by the way. Like the material is different because once you get your speed higher and higher and you're practicing driver more and more, the face get like, like burned out. Like they literally gonna cave the other way. It's gonna be concave instead of convex, right? So that's why a lot of players gotta use what is specialized for long drive. And also like the 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 loft on it i've you like the head i use five and most are using five for long driver while a normal driver that you find at like the pga store it would be what like nine ten eleven you know so it is different okay so let's get into shafts so the the brand that i've seen long drive player use the most is patterson shaft and what makes it special, in my opinion, is because one, I use it, and it's great. Um, but another is also because the shaft profile is that they have a double kick point for that long driver. Like normally, the normal driver you go to the store, it would just have, you can even have, either have low kick point, middle kick point, or high kick point. So it's just one kick point in that shaft. But with the Patterson shaft, they have this design where there's two it literally mean two kick point like on the shaft there's two spot which which allows that two kick point to optimally um absorb the energy when you hit the golf ball and and it comes out the most optimal way i don't even know how to explain it but that's what makes it special and another thing is because they have a 48 inch length you know you can't really find this kind of length anywhere else. Like if you're going to go to the PJ store, it would be around 45. So that's why it's kind of tough to find. Um, for, for anyone who are interested to get their, a shaft, uh, I'd say, well, let me explain a little bit about how like you can know which shaft you should get because there's quite a few to pick from. But Patterson does make it very simple. Um, in terms of like categorizing it so that it goes so just remember this like there's numbers it's called d10 and then the last one would be like ld70 the 10 would be the whippiest and the 70 would be the stiffest okay for a 10 if you know what cycle per minute is the 10 would be the least like the smallest number it would go around 190 cpm while like uh ld20 for example because there's like 10 20 30 40 50 60 70 the 20 would be around 220 okay so it's a little different so again whippiest is a 10 the stiffest is 70 and for a 10 it would be 190 for a 20 would be 220 cpm and I would recommend for anyone's getting into long drive to try 
an LD20. That's, I think that would fit with most who are getting into long drive. To find this shaft, the only one way I know is to visit the One Stop Power Shop website, OSPS website. And you can give Bobby a call too. I'm sure there's numbers on the website. And just tell them like my kind of recommend you there. And he will help you out for sure. Okay, so let's get into the next topic, which is fitness. And for, I'd say for every long drive players, there's, it's different. But I would categorize the four main factor in hitting it well. One of which it would be strength, right? You need strength, you need to be strong. The second one would be mobility and flexibility. Um, because if you are tight and you can't move your joints well, that's not, not going to be any help even if you are strong. The third one would be stability, core balance. You know how like if you see long driver hit, they at impact both of the feet are like basically up above the ground and then they have to land their foot at some point because of gravity so if you don't have any balance of stability you won't have the 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 balance at your finish to get that club moving fast and then lastly would be speed so that would be involved with like uh, plyometric stuff a lot of sprints and a lot of jumping would help with that and so like for me I've I've been training for since I was like 12 like I trained hard since I was 12 and I kind of know what I need because everyone's different you know and as, as times goes on I I mean strength is like the first thing people would think of when they go to the gym Right, so I suggest I would suggest that people who just getting start in the gym would start with that, but as time goes on, you'll see that like mobility and other things that I just mentioned are are getting to be more important because injuries here and there would come, uh, and but but luckily I I didn't have to like go through much of a any injury throughout my career except this last year where I freaking fell off from a box jump and I, I torn my ACL there. Uh, yeah, I did torn my ACL last year and I got my surgery November of 2021. And at that time, like I could, I had like the world championship coming up. So then I, I didn't do my surgery until after worlds. Um, but anyway, just be careful and get that recovery after every session of your workout. Sleep a lot, drink a lot, eat well, you know? Because I do think that recovery is how you're going to get stronger because you are basically tearing down your muscle when you work out. So then having enough sleep, have a good diet would be the best way to uh, continue your health in a positive way long term okay and lastly it's about competition so plda tournaments runs from march to september october i believe the october one would be like the championship one while march throughout the year would be just kind of like 
uh, keeping points and and you can earn money here and there. So I encourage anyone who are interested in playing or competing in Lone Draft to come out and see what it is like. Because there's no words to ex- describe what it feels like. It's it's um, it's great. Like adrenaline, you would feel the excitement, the music, the people are great. Uh, yeah, that's basically it, I believe. Um, anything else I would add? Uh, I mean, you'll be traveling quite a bit. They have tournaments. I mean, I went to Canada. I drove to Canada. There's one in uh, Utah. There was one in Florida. One in Connecticut. One in uh, Mesquite. You know, so it is everywhere. And yeah, I would encourage you guys to come out. For professional, you would earn money. And the money... This is what makes PLDA special. So... All the entry fee that we paid in, it's going to come out 100% as a purse for those who finish as well, you know? So they don't keep any of the money to run the organization. The only money they get is for from our annual membership fee. So yeah, the more people that, that plays in the tournament, the more money that the first place will get. And they pay out more than just the first place. I mean, I think like 50% of the field or something like that. Amateurs, you guys will get some prize. I think there will be prize. It won't be as much as the pro, but you'll get something. And as for the ladies versus the men, for the ladies, you don't need to play much of the qualifier to play in the championship at the end of the year. But for you guys, men, you got, you do because there's a huge demand in competing at the Worlds and to be along with like Bryson DeChambeau and like Kyle Berkshire. So yeah, go out there and try it out and, and you'll see how much you can get out of it and how much you enjoy it. Yep. That is it, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Though I did listen back to the recording and I felt like I talked too much about myself. So I'm going to make another recording, just going to be short and concise to answer the question about long drive, such as like training, equipment, competition, and such. So keep that in mind and check that out if you don't want to hear my full life story on this recording. But I hope you enjoyed it. And yeah, have a great day and remember to DM me on one of my social media and I will answer the question to my best of my ability. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye bye.